Hello and welcome to the conversation. I'm Kyle Russell, and I'm Josh Wallen. Oh, Josh! Hello, hi. How how you doing, Kyle? Well, Josh, the world is a dreary, depressing place right now, and I got up this morning and you know read the news as I usually do, and I questioned, you know, does the world really need a live episode of The Conversation right now, of all things? And, you know, for a while I was waffling, yeah, maybe I'll just cancel it, maybe I'll just call it off, uh, stay in bed, and look, everyone, you know, everyone needs to stay engaged with the world and, and what's happening and fight the good fight, but... You've got to take time to laugh and and enjoy life and be a little silly at times, because uh, because our time on this planet is limited, and if that means sitting back with you and doing a ridiculous Donkey Kong podcast for a couple of hours <laughs> where we talk about a fantasy E3, a video game trade show that didn't even happen this year. Well then, so be it. Uh, so it's it's a ridiculous topic, even taking into account what we usually talk about. Right. So, hey, and 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 considering we had already delayed this episode by over a week, I, I thought, you know, let's just get it over with. Uh, no, dude, I'm to- no, I'm I'm honestly I'm totally on board with you. Like, it's funny that we we scheduled that we like we we decided to do this episode. Uh, a couple of weeks ago now, like, I think I first heard about it. I, th- I think I first heard you throw the idea out there on the air, like, like before I knew that I was going to be on, be on doing it. So we, it's, <laughs> it's been at well, least that long. So, so here, but we, um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, it just, uh, basically not E3 week turned out to be a flaming disaster, even, even for <laughs> E3 standards, like bad E3s. It was one of the worst <laughs> bad E3s and it wasn't even E3. And when you consider that, like, nearly half of the DK Vine crew got sick that week and, and <laughs> couldn't participate in uh, in in our reindeer games, you know, our our fun and frivolous uh, frolics, we you know, it's like p- people were on the shelf left and right, and. And then I was like, I'm, I'm going to reach out to Josh. I'm going to, in my in case of emergency, break glass here and, and reach out to the Geek Critique. Maybe he will want to be on our not E3 2022 Wish Show, which we were going to, you know, time towards the end of the week if Nintendo didn't have their direct, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you were under the weather, so... Yeah, and then, and then I was like, heck yeah, I'll do it, and then I got sick. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you want to explain uh, how you lost your voice? Oh, <laughs> of course, of course. Right. So, actually, I was really, really sick uh, a couple of weeks ago now, um, almost a month at this point. Uh-huh. Uh, me, me and my wife both came down with COVID two oh, days no. after my birthday, so... Um, that was rough, but we're fine now. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Mostly... Or so I thought, apparently. Uh, late last week, I think it was like the day before... Yeah, it was the day before we were going to record. And we were... Me and her were in the car talking about... 
shenanigans, as we often do, and I started launching into a an impression, as I often do, of the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels. Obviously. <laughs> right. And after after about after just a couple of minutes of, of go of doing like a rat a tat tat back and forth with her about where I was Shawn Michaels, my throat started feeling really fucked up. <laughs> And you know, like like COVID was a couple weeks ago, but I'm uh-huh. still a little. I still got a little bit of a cough. I still got a little bit of mucus, and uh, apparently, I'm not as back to 100 percent as I thought I was. Oh. But I'm feeling much better now. I'm I'm sorry you lost your smile, Josh. <laughs> you know, I've I've had to put away a lot of things, and uh, uh, one of them has been my smile. Oh, don't. Please, please. Oh, I'm not going to. Okay. That's that's all you're getting. (laughs) All right. You know, also, not the first time a conversation co-host has lost their voice during E3 week by doing silly impressions. So. But (laughs) but my point is, maybe this was a bit of a, this was all like a bit of a silver lining to this because I feel like for the, for for the, the, the day that we've both had and the news that we've both been reading. This topic almost feels like like this this is something that I want to that I want to <laughs> indulge in right now, you know. This it it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I, I I guess, you know, it is a complete you know, laugh, a lark to mm-hmm. just sit back and imagine our ideal E3, but it's honestly something I do all the time. Not just during E3 time. I will find myself during long car trips like long drives throughout the year, my mind just wanders and it wanders inevitably towards video game announcements and how (laughs) I would like to see video games I want to see get announced, right? (laughs) Like this is something I do all the time. I don't know how universal this condition is, but I, for example, when I we were speculating, wouldn't it be great if Banjo and Kazooie got into Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? And I remember just fantasizing about what I wanted that trailer to be like. And in the end, the trailer was far better than even what I had imagined, what I had pictured. It it exceeded. It's one of those rare cases where a trailer, where a reveal actually exceeds my wildest fantasies. So yeah, but I, I I do this all the time. Oh, I, totally, it, it couldn't. I think I said this back when back when it happened too. But just it could not have been any better than that. And, and you know th- this this is this has been a bad not E three, considering we're doing this like a week after not E three. Well, or the, the time I mean, technically, isn't it E3. always not E three time? <laughs> I guess it's like uh, almost all, most of the time. It's like you can't wear white after Labor Day. Well, isn't it always after Labor Day when it's not Labor Day? <laughs> <laughs> Just what do you mean? I can't wear white after Labor Day. So you know, I, I guess as far as E threes go, we've had worse, right? Two thousand eleven. Oh, yeah. for, for, when I say we, I I mean uh, DK Vine, DK sure. fans. <laughs> Obviously, you sitting back with Sonic Origins released as of yesterday, you're sitting pretty right now. But oh yeah, this is <laughs> <laughs> it's. It, has it really only been two days? My God, the amount of time I put into that already. In fact, I, I was like, you know, hey, uh, do you want to do this Thursday? And you're like, I can't Sonic Origins, and I was like, oh, yeah, exactly. Right. I, I can't. I can't do your silly little fantasy E3 episode because I actually have good things in my fandom right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> I appreciate that, but no, I mean, we've had worse. Like, I, 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 I at least got some exciting Sea of Thieves news that, you know, in my opinion, was something I wanted since the game was announced back in 2015. And there were some... Yeah, that, and that trailer was so cute. It, it was cute. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, re- really, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not as much of a whimsy fan as other people are. Like, it was a good trailer. It was cute. But, uh... I don't know. I I I guess I'm just whimsied out sometimes. I don't know. I but it, the news was really exciting for me. But I understand, you know, not everybody in the community plays Sea of Thieves. If you're not already invested in that, it means very little. Uh, some interesting non-DKU games were announced. I'll grant you that. Platonic Friends revealed a game they're publishing called Elsie by Night Shift Games, which doesn't look like it will be for me. But I'll keep watching it as I do all Platonic Friends releases. You know. Could have been worse. We, we've had completely dry actual E3s in the past. This wasn't completely dry, but... If my memory, just for comparison, what happened, or rather, I guess, didn't happen at E3 2011, that was where they announced the Wii U. That was the the Wii U, yeah. And we, you know, this was the year after Donkey Kong Country Returns, so we were kind of high mm-hmm. off our own supply. And, and we should have known, <laughs> like, there's not going to be anything this year because we got the big announcement and the big game last year. There hasn't been time for anything else. But we're thinking they're going to announce a Donkey Kong game for the 3DS, obviously. Uh, you know, it's time. You know, the st- strike while the iron is hot. We're going to get this. Maybe we're going to get something else. Oh, my God. But, this, this, you know, it was the Wii U. We didn't get anything. I think of Nintendo Land with the arcade-themed Donkey Kong section and... This was when Rare was knee deep in Connect Sports, and it, it right, just right, right. It wasn't a great E3. Expectations were absurdly high after the DKCR E3, and it, it mm-hmm. just kind of uh, plateaued very quickly. E3 2012 was also not the best, but at least we got. I think that's when we got the Project Spark announcement with Conquer, and that was at least like what Conquer? Okay, Chris Seaver's voicing Conquer again. So that that yeah was, that was that was twenty that was twenty twelve or twenty thirteen I was think twenty twelve because twenty thirteen was tropical okay. freeze yeah yeah of course yeah. of course so and of course that that e three was just fantastic uh, until I went <laughs> to Bonnaroo and got sun poisoning uh, <laughs> uh, see I was gonna say that e three was just fantastic until I went to Kotaku but but yeah that's bad too <laughs> Kotaku Bonnaroo you're gonna get sick either way. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, every E3 since 2015, we've at least had something, you know, with the Renaissance, we've at least had something. Has been pretty mm-hmm. dry as far as Donkey Kong's concerned, but uh, E3 2019 was probably the last, I mean, it was the last kind of E3 in total, uh, at least real in-person E3, but that was the year, you know, we got Ukulele in a possible lair and Banjo and Kazooie in Smash and that was just a magical E3 because I was I was out there with you know the full crew Cameron Jeff Mitchell who put spiders in Mitchell's car damn it it was it was glorious <laughs> and guy real I I know they're doing they're they're at least hoping to do another in person E3 next year really really want to go to that one myself it would it would be great uh you know we'll we'll just have to uh make sure we don't get COVID <laughs> yeah exactly that's the real challenge. Uh, <laughs> You know, so you know, th- there's been worse times, and I'm I'm not completely pessimistic when it comes to you know video games. But um, 
you know, even, even the hopes we had for this not E3, we thought we might even see GoldenEye 007, not even a DKU game, but we were thinking, oh, you know, that would be cool to see this this game from the vintage rare N64 era back again and we didn't even get that i'm really surprised given the evidence that was out there about it that we didn't see it like of anything i was expecting i was i was actually expecting that one maybe the you know the whole ukraine conflict is still too too raw for them to release a game that so heavily deals with uh soviet era russian revenge but yeah yeah that's (laughs) that's a the real world, huh? Yeah, the real world just keeps encroaching. <laughs> Let's push that away. <laughs> it, it, it does. It kind of reminds me a little bit of E3 2009 when I was like almost completely checked out. But we're, we're kind of at the end of one era moving into the next. And, and because we're moving into the next, but we're not quite there yet. Everything is just quiet. Uh, I, I, I'm a little more optimistic and, and, you know, I, I think things will be bountiful soon enough. Hey, we, we still haven't gotten the announcement from the Nintendo Direct yet. That might happen next week. I don't know if the rumors are accurate, you know, because they were saying it was going to be the Wednesday of not E3 week. That turned out to be a bust. Now they're saying June 29th. That will probably what be are a you, bust. What are you talking about? They've Haven't they already done that, that their big Xenoblade 3 right. Direct? Yeah, yeah. I, I I have no idea if that's happened or that, not. That has happened, yes, because they okay. were saying, "Oh, it's so they're going to do the Xenoblade three, and then the Nintendo Direct is going to be a week after that." Okay, that's what they were saying. They but say that's not they, official. That's just the not, rumor. No, it's just yeah. they say that, and apparently that's worth running big articles on the video game websites about, and then people treat that as gospel, and then they're disappointed when nothing is announced. So, but but what's more important, the truth or clicks? Well, clicks, obviously. Yeah, uh, clicks, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. What, what's more important, the truth or clicks? Well, I'm just going to say what's more important is neither. It's doing a fantasy Donkey Kong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the Nintendo Direct, even if it happens soon, and if it happens soon, hell, we'll do a conversation about it, but it may also lead to discouragement, discontentment, despair, uh, you know, which Nintendo Directs usually lead to, unless you're a diehard fan of Mario, Pokemon, or Fire Emblem. That just, that just been, you know, the, the odds are usually stacked against you. And I don't mean to cry as a Donkey Kong fan, because things are looking pretty sweet for Donkey Kong fans compared to F-Zero fans, Star Fox fans. And I count myself as a Star Fox fan, obviously. You know, the Dinosaur Planet trilogy is DKU. But... You know, let, let's just look at the facts. It, 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 if you're if, if you're one of those fans of a franchise that hasn't had a new installment over several console generations, or it had an installment like Star Fox Zero, and then it just completely like died on the vine, you know, it, you have less reason to be optimistic than the franchise that has a big billion dollar theme park expansion coming in a couple of years. You know, like. And hey, F-Zero fans, let's not forget, like, we got that uh, minigame in Nintendo Land, and that was, like, <laughs> only 10 years ago. So, the future is looking bright, I think. Actually, it was 11 years ago, Josh, so 
you have Ruse. Oh no, man, the, the Wii the Wii U came out at the end of 2012. Oh okay, I I completely forget. It was announced. It was announced. It's because we were talking, yeah, yeah, yeah E3 yeah, yeah. 2011. That's where it was announced. Honestly, the Wii U didn't actually officially release for me until February 2014 when <laughs> Tropical Freeze came out. <laughs> Which is also coincidentally when uh, when HD televisions came out. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Uh, they just all dropped <laughs> the same week. Strange. <laughs> I just I love that as like an indication of of where your priorities lie. That no, <laughs> until try, in, until there was a Donkey Kong game to play in HD, they might as well have not even come out for you. It uh, it's telling because earlier today, for for no reason whatsoever, uh, I was discussing booze with some friends. <laughs> and and what what booze we like to drink to get drunk. And I, I was talking about how really the only hard liquor I like or I've enjoyed in my life is rum. Uh, and, and they were like, why do you like rum? And I said, well, honestly, analyzing it, looking at it from a close, critical eye, it's probably because it is the most DKU hard liquor there is. <laughs> Because that's what pirates drink, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I and I when I realized that I questioned <laughs> questioned quite a bit about my life and if I really am disordered mentally. Uh, but I mean, it's true. Look, I, I I drink rum because it's 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 what pirates drink, and pirates are in the DKU. I, I might mean, try, why I might try is, a banana why, daiquiri what? too. I don't know. Well, why is blue my favorite color? You know, <laughs> well, did I know. did I really decide that <laughs> based on anything other than that? Yeah. Well, we are doing this episode live, Josh, right now on our Twitch, uh, Twitch TV forward slash DK Vine or DK Vine. Oh, Twitch people forward slash Twitch. Hello to the aforementioned Mitchell, Cameron. Dre is in there, friend of the show. Dre, hello. We'll check it in as as we as we go along. So anyway, what what is the premise of this episode? Well, E three at its highest ideal, Josh, is always a magical time of year, even if it's a complete bust for your community, uh, which you know can can kind of be a a horrific beginning to your summer, but. It, it looms large enough in the consciousness and the community of DK Vine that that we, we can't even deal with E3 not even happening. We have to brand it as not E3 just to keep the traditions alive. And the fun thing for me is that, you know, E3 is different for every community. I think every community has different customs and traditions and rituals when it comes to E3 time. Ours have been well-documented on this podcast and on our website. And like I said, I often think about E3 and E3 announcements throughout the day. I daydream about it. And I I think often, what would be my ideal E3 for the Donkey Kong Universe fandom, for DK Vine, for the conversation? What would be the ultimate E3. And it's easy to get carried away when it comes to this. It's easy to get wildly silly in your fantasies. And 
where we say maybe they'll finally announce Saberman Stampede. You know, the uh, the the Saberman game that evolved out of Donkey Kong Racing that was in development throughout the first several years that Rare was with Xbox. Ultimately, never saw release, but became sort of a meme at E3 time for us. That's not going to happen, obviously. So, I do seriously think about what would be the the dream fantasy E3 for our community, but I try to keep it within reason, and that's a little bit. Yeah, hard are, to are, there, are there going to be are there going to be like some rules, <laughs> some rules of engagement here? <laughs> yeah, I, I I think there has to be, um, and I don't know how much you will be you know wanting to contribute your own ideas and fantasies to this, Josh, or if you're just going to play the bemused wingman to to my uh, silliness, but. I, I think it means. Well, I don't think we need to take too, to to put like too much structure on it all. No, okay. <laughs> you know, if I if I come up with anything, yeah, I I, I welcome it. But uh, and also, if if you in the live stream chat want to throw in your thoughts, I I will be happy to read them as we go. But I, I think cool like certain things like Rare and Nintendo reuniting to make Donkey Kong Racing that should be off the table. Like that that's just silly, mm. you know. Uh, I, I think other things like Rare Nintendo having a semblance of a working relationship to allow for some light intermingling like Banjo and Kazooie and Smash is acceptable because we've seen it in very recent history. So, okay. So yeah. we, we want it to be, it's our dreamy three, but like we, like within realistic parameters. Semi-realistic parameters. We like semi-realistic. Like basically, it's not like we get everything that we've ever wanted and dreamed of, and Donkey Kong Racing is real, and and and, and you know, right? <laughs> your your parents get back together. <laughs> well, yeah. Our par- our parents being rare and Nintendo in this case. No, yeah, exactly. I I knew what you meant. I think of them as my parents. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I, I but, think I think it's. It's like what but more it, it, if if everything broke our way given the given like the current landscape. Yes. And okay. and, and some historical precedent, recent historical precedent, sure. and also maybe it's just some good luck. Obviously, this is going to be completely outside the confines of what we would actually get, but that's why it's a dream E3, but you know, just keeping it sort of down the middle as much as we can. You sure. know, cuz it's unlikely that we would get everything we could possibly want, because that would include a new Donkey Kong game, a new Banjo-Kazooie game, a new Conquer game, and, uh, It's Mr. Pants 2, you know. Even, uh, why didn't you lead with that one? Even in the ultimate E3, by our parameters, which was E3 2001, which uh, we actually did a conversation about last year for its 20th anniversary, we were still lacking a Conquer game, right? Mm-hmm. So I took that into consideration when I when I was really uh, drafting this episode. So this isn't just me going down a lesson saying, you know, knew everything, the end, uh, yeah. DKU wins. But I think the true guiding stone of how to look at this, how to look at a, an ideal E3 within the parameters of the reality we have been given is E3 2004. Because uh, E3 2004, I don't know how much you remember, Josh, but that is the year we got Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, the uh, North American localization for Donkey Konga confirmed. 
DK King of Swing announced, Conquer Live and Reloaded, Star Fox Assault, and the Banjo-Kazooie mobile games all announced the same E3. Man, yeah, that's that was a good... My memories of E3s before 2006 are a little bit scattered uh-huh. because uh, we didn't have broadband yet. So, it, so it's, you know, I didn't, like, watch them. Sure. Uh, so, so basically, I didn't have as much to, like, attach to. I just sort of remember screenshots and reading news. So E3 2004 to me, like, I, re- I think of that one and I remember. And by the way, doesn't it say so much about how much E3 means to, like, how important E3 is, like you said, that, like, you can just bring up the year and I'm like, okay, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, we, we can name off the things that happen at E3s. Oh. Absolutely. It, it, it is like a unifying cultural event. It, I mean, it is, it is the equivalent. I mentioned Bonnaroo earlier. It's kind of like a music festival that you go to every year, except it's tailor-made for your fandom. And, you know, you, you don't know what you're going to get, but expectations are always high. I, I can remember when E3 for me was getting the Nintendo Power that covered E3. So I'd be like on a month delay for news, but that would be E3... To, me until i got online and then e3 became looking at news sites and press releases until the broadband era when we just watched the actual you know streamed uh, presentations so yeah and then going to e3 after that e3 was the actual trade show it wasn't just the announcements it was the three days you spend guerrilla style you know on the show floor Tracking down games, tracking down interviews, meeting Dying of heat stroke, asking people which brother's bear is best. Yeah, getting terribly, terribly sick because we didn't think to wear masks back then. Um, (laughs) It it just, you know, uh, E3 has evolved for me throughout the years. And to some people, E3 is just about the announcements, about those big stage presentations or directs or, or whatever. But... Anyway, yeah, E3 2004 was what I really looked at and then applied it to 2022 or maybe 2023, the year this fantasy E3 takes place. Let, let's just leave that ambiguous. It's sometime in the present or sometime in the not-too-distant future, all right? Next Sunday AD, okay. Yes, yes. So, yeah, but E3 2004, it was a really good E3 it just wasn't the kind of ideal E3 our wildest fantasies would have brought us. Because we got three new Donkey Kong games, but one of them was Donkey Konga. One of them was quite controversial at the time in Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. And then one was something we didn't know how to perceive until we saw all the fan service in it, which was DK King of Swing. We got Banjo-Kazooie mobile games, which frightened us more than anything. Uh, a Star Fox Adventures follow-up with Crystal that looked I- in screenshots to be just completely subpar compared to Star Fox Adventures, which, you know, playing it later, I, I-, I loved it. But, you know, it just when, you- when you're looking off the news, it's like, oh, what, what is this? Uh, but really, like, the-, the most exciting thing that year was Conquer Live and Reloaded because it looked amazing. And we were like, this is going to be conquer's big moment this is going to be him becoming the mascot for xbox oh man yeah i remember that yeah because every every uh every console needed its furry cartoon mascot and uh conquer was going to be xbox as we were so sure 
Yeah, the, we, we didn't understand that the industry had about five years earlier by that point. Really, before before the industry even knew it didn't need mascots anymore, it stopped It stopped having them. Yeah, it turned out Master Chief was Xbox's mascot. <laughs> yeah. We just, we just couldn't <laughs> perceive that, because how could he be a mascot? Uh, but yeah, um... Yeah. I was gonna say I know Mario Mario versus Donkey Kong was around that same time too, but I guess that was like before or after E three. Uh yeah, I, I can't rem- I honestly can't remember because I know it, it was announced like I think E three two thousand one as like Donkey Yeah, Kong no, they Plus they originally announced it and... with like yeah, you could like make your own levels with the GBA link cable or something. And then after or... the buyout they added Rare's Donkey Kong and gave it that like yeah. pseudo uh, ACM look that wasn't really ACM. I I forget if that was E3 2003. I want to say it was E3 2003 because I think it came out in 2004. God, the buyout era was just... The the, the buyout era was so, like, lush with releases that we didn't really particular... Most of which we didn't really particularly care about. (laughs) That that even we can't keep it straight. Yeah, I mean, like I I just said on Twitter... we had so many releases at the time, but the problem was there was so much uncertainty in the air. There was so much uh, unknown that we couldn't enjoy the victories we were getting at the time. I think Donkey Kong Country 2 GBA was also and, announced at E3 2004. So, and just, we had a lot of teen angst about it. Oh, yeah. Teen and early 20s angst. But Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh... So really quick, before before we actually go into the fantasy, I, I do want to say if, fantasy world. if Nintendo oh. does do a direct within the next week or so, we will do an episode about it. Even if there's nothing announced, we will, we will do a conversation about it, and, and that will be a, a bonus, not E3 episode in the, in the conversation lineage. However, there is a DKU Tribunal special session... Coming up right after this one for Killer Instinct 2013. So we we will be Cameron and I will. I I know everybody is is sick of judicial rulings, but Cameron and I will rule whether or not Killer Instinct 2013 is DKU. So that will that will be the next episode of the conversation. So, all right, Josh, are you ready? Ready. Let's do it. All right. The Thursday before E3, and in this fantasy, E3 is still being held in Los Angeles. The The structure is the same. Xbox with their reveals on Sunday. Nintendo with their direct on Tuesday. Show floor opens on Tuesday. Okay? So the Thursday before E3, I'm, I'm flying out to Los Angeles on on. Uh, Saturday morning, right? So, uh, I go on my bear hike on Thursday. My bear hike. <laughs> even the bear hike. Even, go on, go on. We, we have to start at the beginning, and the beginning of E3 of is course. the bear hike for DK Vine. I did not see a bear this year, which is why we had such an empty hand. Uh, I apologize I let everyone down, but as I did describe on the conversation, it was raining and I almost got hypothermia uh, in June, in June in the mid-Atlantic. So anyway, I I go on my bear hike 
on Thursday. I get there early. I, I wake up at 3 in the morning. I drive up. I make sure I get up there uh, about an hour or so after sunrise. I'm up in the mountains, up in the forest. I see four bears, Josh. Four <gasps> bears. One yearling, which is, you know, a bear around a year of age, no longer a cub, separated from its mother, off on its own, but still smaller than the full-size adult bears. Uh, I see a yearling, uh, which are most you're most likely to see at that time of day, that time of year. Uh, you're, you're more likely to encounter a yearling than any other type of bear. But, um... Because I, I am a bear expert, Josh. I, I know how to see bears. I uh, see, see a yearling. And then at the halfway point of my hike, I stumble across it. The mother load. Literally. A mother and her two cubs. Now, the mother doesn't charge me. Okay? Because I keep my That's, distance. You, you, you're good at finding bears. And, and you, but you understand how not to upset them. Because I have upset them before. I, I've told you the story of when I was chased by the mother bear, right? <laughs> right? I don't think I remember that one. Oh yeah, but, no. but go on. Let's not let's not get sidetracked. We're we're in we're in fantasy land right okay, now. Okay, I, I just I just want to give this piece of advice. If you're ever charged by a mother dare, mother bear because you inadvertently stumble between her and her cubs, uh, quickly roll down the nearest hill, no matter what kind of thorns or poison plants may be in the middle of it. Because it is the quickest way to escape their wrath. They will not follow you downhill, and if they do, they will be slow and lumbering about it. You will get away. Good advice. All right. That's what I do. That's what I do here. So anyway, the mother bear and I, we stare at each other. A knowing glance. For both of us understand the sanctity of the moment we are experiencing. Human bear interaction on the DK Vine E3 bear hike. We both know what it means. It's going to be a plentiful year for the Donkey Kong universe. So getting the bears out of the way, I hike back (laughs) through the forest. My heart swimming with hope. My head drowning in the possibilities of the E3 head. Not rain, but possibilities. Yeah, no, it's 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 a perfectly pleasant uh, late spring, early summer morning here in the Mid Atlantic. It, it's 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 just lovely, uh, especially in the mountains where it's about ten degrees cooler. So around twelve p.m. Eastern time, as so I'm wrapping up the bear hike and driving home, Platonic is finishing their day over in the UK. It's about five p.m. over there, and they announce on their Twitter. Come back at 5 p.m. BST tomorrow, which would translate to 12 p.m. Eastern Time or 9 a.m. Pacific Time, as they will announce two, yes, that's right, two of the three titles they have been working on internally. Platonic is announcing two games on Friday. Boom. It's not even E3 yet, and already (laughs) we are guaranteed two things to talk about and they say that it's going to be two two of they're they're announcing two of the three so they don't they don't publicly say that we know they're okay. working on three because that is what gavin gotcha. price has said uh the, gotcha. the goal of the studio with uh with, with their increased funding is to develop three games concurrently they're announcing two of them oh my god so 
so yeah, geez, by the time you get back from the bear hike, not only do you have this story, but like there, you already have evidence. It's amazing. It is amazing. Uh, anyway, <sighs> I drive back and it, it's, it's a long drive because I, I need to like jump on DK vine. I, I'm frantically texting people like Cameron and Gibbon. Hey, can you do a news story? I I'm in my car right now. I can't do it from my car. I'm freaking out trying trying to manage the staff, uh, try not to get into a, a traffic accident. Uh, my fuel injector doesn't seem to be working, but it doesn't matter. You know, so long as I stay <laughs> above a certain speed, I'll get there. Right, of course. Right, of course. So anyway, uh, get a good night's sleep that night because I know it's going to be a crazy E3 to come. So Friday... The Friday before E3. This is about 24 hours before I have to leave for the airport. So I have to also pack this day. But Friday, 5 p.m. British summertime rolls around. About 12 p.m. on the East Coast. Platonic announces their games. Can you guess what they are, Josh? It's Mr. Pants 2 somehow. That's nonsense. I told you we wouldn't be going down the It's Mr. Pants route today, (laughs) sir. (laughs) But uh, how can it be the Dream E3 if there's not a new It's Mr. Pants aisle? I I don't know about this. We've got to keep it within reason. And unfortunately, It's Mr. Pants 2 is just unreasonable. I would accept an It's Mr. Pants ship set in Sea of Thieves. That would be within reason in my made-up reality. But no, no, we can't have a Mr. Mr. Pants sequel. That's too far. No, Platonic announces Tuka Lele. Yes, the, the game we all pretty much know they're working on. This, this is a safe little insert into our fantasy E3. But Tuka Lele, which will be a different take on a 3D platforming genre. It won't be such a one-to-one analog to Banjo-Kazooie as ukulele was. Something less built on the bones of their past work, and something maybe that incorporates different philosophies from maybe the latter-day Mario games or Platonic's own originality. Uh, but Tukulele has been announced. Uh, I, I, I won't get into any details of what that might entail, but it, it is a full new 3D platforming adventure from Platonic, release date to be announced. They don't have a release date yet, but they are announcing it on this day. The second game... It, 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 hang on, it features not one, but two Shovel Knight cameos. <laughs> it's revolutionary. That's yeah, my speculation. Well, actually, I mean, Ukulele had two Shovel Knight cameos, so this would have to... Oh, that's true. So, so it would have to four. Cameos. Yeah, yeah, just double it. The second game, Ukart Lele. That's right. Ooh, nice. A platonic racing adventure in the style of Diddy Kong Racing. Release date this October for Nintendo Switch, Xbox, and Steam. Maybe PlayStation. I don't really care. (laughs) (laughs) Your normal E3. Microsoft, Nintendo, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, when Sony like pulled out of E3, it didn't even affect me. I I know, right? <laughs> back in the day, when I'd be walking to the LA Convention Center floor, it was so weird having to walk through Sony to to get to and fro. Like to, 
when Sony was dividing Nintendo and Xbox, it was always yeah. just weird because it, it was just like, oh yeah, now I have to get through this blue area. I, I don't I don't know what this area is. It's blue, and there's all these games I don't recognize. There's some shirtless bald dude who's all white. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep walking and get to the familiar green or the familiar red that I'm comfortable with. <laughs> I don't even know what you're referencing there, so... God, what was it? The God of War guy. What's his name? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Data boy. Yeah, he's covered in powder. I don't, I don't know, baby powder? I don't know. I, th- but... I think that's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So anyway, uh, Ucart Lele. Yeah, it's... it's, uh, it's uh, Diddy Kong Racing spiritual successor, although they're not going to call it that. That we've all been clamoring for using the Platonic cast. And they announce that we will see more of Ucart Lele in the week to come. They're not going to be showing off Tuka Lele during E3. Still, still, still too much work to do, still too far away. But because Ucart Lele is coming out that autumn, they will actually be showing it off throughout E3. And they say we're going to see more in the week to come. And I wonder what that could mean. Hmm. Hmm. Playable on the show floor coming day one to Game Pass. Not playable on the show floor, but they will okay. be sitting in possibly on the Nintendo Treehouse among other mm. events. So, hmm. Okay. Okay. You cart Lele. All right. That's exciting. RE3 would have been made right there, right? We've, we've got enough to talk about, but I have to fly out to Los Angeles. Uh, everybody's flying now. Let's just say we have 12 DK Vine staffers out there. Uh, for maximum coverage, we we oh I'm going I'm going on this one too. I'm oh, yeah, not a yeah. staffer, but of I'm of course no no no. You're included in there. We'll bring in Malik, the cartoon gamer. Uh, we'll bring in Matt and Joe from the UK. Fly in Gibbon and the Idaho crew, and Cameron and Jeff and Mitchell, of course. Uh, we're we're all like Mitchell rented an entire hotel for us because he found he had a distant relative who was a hotel magnet, and they died, and Mitchell was their last living relative, and they left the hotel to Mitchell, and, and Mitchell got the hotel, and it's right in downtown Los Angeles. What luck for us. We don't even have to pay for this hotel. Very, very realistic here. You know, <laughs> I watch a lot of TV, and the uh, long-lost relative who died and leaves you uh, a large tract of property it's a very common occurrence, Josh. I, I mean, I, I've been saying for years that's how Better Call Saul's going to end. <laughs> now, this hotel is haunted, so we, we will have to contend with ghosts. But safety in numbers, we're all together. You know, if we have a little bit of haunting, all that will do is enrich the podcast and other things we do throughout the week. It, it will just And, and I mean... We're, we're probably the only, the, the largest group of people ever ever assembled who has all played Grab by the Ghoulies. So we have an advantage that right there. Exactly. Exactly. We just know not to get too close to the radius of the ghost or else we'll have a heart attack. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got to make sure we have to press B-A-X. <laughs> anyway, just, just press them in rapid succession in the correct order and we'll be fine. We'll be fine. It's, 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 it's not that big of a deal. Uh, Mitchell in the live stream says, you know, if we're splitting it 12 ways, we may, we might not require a full haunted hotel I own. Yeah, but Mitchell, <laughs> then we don't have to split it at all. It's 
free. You own it. Exactly. You're letting us stay there. I mean, or or is he saying that that he he will not let us stay there for free? That it, that he is going to collect. Hello to Phoenix Lord in the live stream. Phoenix Lord, you want to come to Fantasy E3? You're you're invited. We have room in the in the haunted hotel, Mitchell's haunted hotel. We have a room for you. You want to come along? <laughs> this is, you, you could probably clear this with Mitchell, Highline. I, oh, I feel like you're just assuming. Mitchell's fine with it. Look, <laughs> even if we use all twelve rooms, you know, there, there's there's lots of other areas in a hotel we can use, you know, sleep in the conference room, sleep in the place where they have the ice, uh, ice machine. Of course. Yeah. So Dre, are you coming? Dre, 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 you, you come along too. You can, you can fly in with Matt and Joe. So we're at E3 with it. it it's us. And <laughs> potentially several dozen of our closest friends. Uh, uh-huh. Cameron says Roach Motel, no, Spider Hotel, which is what we will call it, Mitchell Spider Hotel. So anyway, all right, we're, we're all there. We all settle. Saturday is just like getting groceries, making sure we're all settled. We all kick back in the hotel bar, which, you know, we, we've completely taken over. And we watch, you know, stupid YouTube videos, and we just have a good time because Sunday... Sunday is the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase, and they're holding it live in the Microsoft Theater in downtown Los Angeles on stage. Luckily, we all got in. Uh, we, we pulled some strings. Every single one of us has a seat in the theater. So we, we go in, we all sit together right in the middle, perfect view, air conditioning, a little frigid, but, you know, we're, we're all right. Um <laughs> Laser lights are always obnoxious in there because you got the green laser lights shining down and, and the music's blasting and then a disembodied voice talks to you and it's just really weird. But, you know, the, the excitement, the enthusiasm, we're all ready for it. So the Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase, what are we going to see? Uh, obviously, we're probably going to see a Sea of Thieves trailer at the very least. So, you know, we're we're ready. You know, the the whole thing, you know, the, the world premiere guy is back. You know, world premiere. He's there. Of course. Uh, it, it wouldn't be the, an Xbox show without him at this point. So every time we see, we hear world premiere, Xbox console exclusive, then we all, like, collectively, like, clutch our seats. We're ready. Uh, <laughs> and then, then we immediately see, like, a cityscape or, you know shambling zombie or somebody getting shot in the head or, or a corpse's head getting eaten by wild animals. And we kind of, Kyle, do you think they'll make a new, a new uh, Forza horizon? <laughs> yeah, no, we, the, the car is lowered from the ceiling as is tradition. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> so there's a lot of that. We sit through about maybe 30 minutes of, of just like, <gasps> what is it? Oh, and then you ride out the trailer for about three or four minutes and then maybe somebody will come on stage and talk about the development maybe somebody will play a heavily scripted scene uh with with maybe like 10 percent gameplay and 90 percent cinematics you know standard fare but Mm -hmm. then we see the whimsical human proportions of sea of thieves characters it's a sea of thieves trailer all right we we barely got our Sea of Thieves trailer. What is happening here? Well, we see a a pirate ship, a galleon, and we zoom in, and a figure walks out 
of the captain's cabin. It's Captain Black Eye. That's right, the next Sea of Thieves adventure in Sea of Thieves season whatever is Captain Black Eye's glory. An upcoming Sea of Thieves adventure with Ooh. Captain Black Eye as the primary antagonist. Bringing I in love his, that name. Mm-hmm, bringing in his crew from Project Dream and even incorporating characters like Edson and his dog Dinger. So th- this is basically Project Dream recontextualized in Sea of Thieves. Captain Black Eye has been mentioned throughout Sea of Thieves. And in the uh, the Tales from the Sea of Thieves book, this is going to be his story. And it will be interwoven in the ongoing narrative with Flameheart, maybe DeMarco, and his uh, alleged murder. And every, everything that's happening in the game, whenever this is happening, is still going on. This is going to be woven into it. It's not going to be Project Dream one for one, obviously. It's going to be that story retold through the lens of Sea of Thieves, and maybe even filling in the backstory that Captain Black Eye relates to you in Banjo Tooie about how a bear stole his glory. And that, I think that would also like legit get a lot of attention from like like we said like gaming blogs and whatnot because they could all run stories about you know the story behind Captain Black Eye, and then we we could we could go off on like the development history. Oh yeah. uh, of Banjo Kazooie. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, I think it would be... I mean, this is, like, what DK Vine has been waiting for since Sea of Thieves was announced, was Captain Black Eye in Sea of Thieves. And they, they've alluded to it, they build up to it. See, Greg Mails is sailing as Captain Black Eye, but, you know, gotta put him in the game properly at some point, so... And, and at the end of the trailer, you see a mysterious silhouette of what appears to be an anthropomorphic clock. <laughs> no, so I, I for, for about a week in this outline, I did have something like Rare Heritage Cosmetics coming into the game, like more Rare Heritage Cosmetics coming into the game, including uh, uh, one of the watches in the game that's made to look like TT. I deleted it because I thought I was being too fanservice-y towards myself. I, I was like, no... I've got to be realistic in my fantasy E3 projections. And getting Captain Black Eye in Sea of Thieves is just enough. I can't add any more. Like, I, I can't go overboard here. So I deleted no, it. No, I, I do agree. Like, I mean, if, if TT actually did get added to Sea of Thieves, I, of course, wouldn't complain. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, I, but I can see. <laughs> no, I've, never, never, never. Right. Are you kidding? <laughs> but But at the same time, I can definitely see the argument that... That character design might be a little bit out of place. No, I, I mean, look, I look, I, I can't talk too much about it because I'm under NDA, but I have seen TNT and Sea of Thieves, and it works beautifully. It's, well, I'll look for ooh. <laughs> it's 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 the most beautiful thing actually I've ever seen. Um, I <laughs> I had to look away from the screen because it was too overwhelming. I, I couldn't process it all in my mortal shell. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so so we're we're giddy. We're like we're we're the only, like we're the only ones screaming. By the way, our row of twelve <laughs> yeah. twelve to fifteen people. We're the only ones who are like clapping and cheering. Everybody around us thinks we're losing our mind. This has happened, by the way, before at E three at the Xbox uh, showcase where. 
our our group of people we're cheering we're clapping we're we're hollering everyone around us is just staring at us like we are diseased and and then, yeah, yeah we're 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 standing on our chairs screaming tearing our shirts off and then when like the first few bars of the halo theme co- kick in everybody else around us is, is screaming and i'm just like looking at the time like oh, is this about over <laughs> what's happening <laughs> But because there's so many of us, like maybe up to upwards of 18 people, we're, I mean, you like the enthusiasm is over. I don't know if it's going to carry through for those watching the live stream, but you'll probably hear one or two of us at the very least. Probably the the camera me- cuts to this to this small but not overly small group of people just losing their minds over this, and then we all become a meme on Twitter. Right? Like, I, I think I think at this point, maybe like. Dre would be moonwalking. Jeff would be, you know, shirtless doing the worm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, this is just in my fantasy. This is how it goes down. So, so we think that's all we're going to get. And we're happy with that. Right. Uh, you're like, maybe we'll see Everwild. Uh, but in my fantasy E3 projections, I didn't even put Everwild in here. Because I'm like, it's probably several years off at this point. I'm not going to worry about it. So, not even our wildest fantasies can 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 save Everwild right now. But near the end, not not the very end, because they wouldn't end with this. Maybe about uh, the hour mark, because this is ninety minutes long. <clears throat> we we see a how's how's your voice doing? By the way, are are you holding? Oh, I'm okay. Okay. All yeah, right. I'm okay. Sorry, I just have to like clear no, the flim a little I bit. I'm, just, I'm just, just worried because I I know how precarious a voice can be once it's thrown out, and if you you've regained your integrity, but I don't want to have you slip up and and lose your voice for another week or two. You know, uh, honestly, I, I think we should probably just go ahead and screw Bret Hart. Um, uh-huh. It's really no big deal. It's it's what he deserves to be to be honest with you. It'll be fine. Well, somebody's going to get screwed. One fan of of a DKU property might get screwed during this. I don't know what Bret Hart likes out of the DKU. We'll see. Um, What's the most Canadian DKU series? (laughs) Probably. uh, I don't know about series, but Donkey Kong Country 3 felt pretty Canadian. That's where I was going to go to. Conker's yeah. Pocket Tales, for some reason, feels Canadian to me. I, I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of Conker. Uh, my dad always loved uh, Conker's Pocket Tales. Uh, I, I grew up with it. Uh, really instilled in me a, a deep respect for Conker and uh, Evil Acorn. So, so speaking of Conker, yeah. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> about an hour in. We see something looks vaguely familiar. Doesn't 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 like ring completely for us at, at the moment. But we see the, these cartoony figures massacring each other, and we're like, "Is that is that a squirrel? No, can't be. What is this? This looks very familiar." But oh my god! In a shocking announcement. Chris Seaver's studio, Gory Detail, in partnership with Rare, is making a new Conquer game, or rather, an older Conquer game idea is revived. Conquer, getting medieval, is back. 
Conquer-style multiplayer <laughs> set during the Milk Wars in the medieval era of the Panther Kingdom, then known, I guess, as the Weasel Kingdom. Yes, that's right. See, now I'm, 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 I'm imagining our reaction to this again, because holy shit. So, so that, this, is, this is the point where I think it would start to feel like, like we are dreaming. Like, can, can this possibly even... How can this be real? Well, and that's what we're wondering. We're all looking at each other, freaking out, because we don't know how this is possible. Like, in the trailer, it doesn't mention gory detail. doesn't mention rare. We don't know who is behind this. We hear what we think is Chris Siever's voice, but we're like, who's making this? How is this back? This was the idea for the Live and Reloaded follow-up that was going to be purely multiplayer, set during what we presume to be the Milk Wars Featuring, like, some Conquer characters like Greg the Grim Reaper, but not featuring Conquer because this is hundreds of years before Conquer. Like, maybe this would feature Count Batula, you know, uh, in his prime. The, the, the whole, like, weird backstory to Conquer's Bad Fur Day that's alluded to in the instruction manual and referenced by Batula and, and the Professor and just, just that whole thing, right? We're getting it. We're getting yeah. it. And it, yeah, we, we later find out it is gory detail developing it uh, with, with oversight by Rare, like their stamp of approval. But they've got the funding for it. Chris Siever gets to make a new Conquer game. An idea he once had. This is going to be maybe like a, you know, not not as high of a production as it maybe would have been back in the day. Uh, it's It's mostly being made to, you know, juice up game pass it just you know i i don't know if it's even going to get a physical release but it is yeah, pr- pr- probably probably a downloadable title right which is fine i mean it would be incredible uh we we are just like staggered but, by this yeah whereas with the black eye trailer i think you're right i think we would just be jubilantly losing our minds with this one i feel like we would just be sitting there in like stunned silence because like we we would be unable to process that that like like we know about this, we've heard of this yeah. thing before. <laughs> like, but you didn't ever think it would happen. Well, and I, I look back again at history at that big reunion trailer where we were mm-hmm. baffled and befuddled by it, where it was like a bomb being thrown at us, but we didn't understand as it exploded on us, like how it was <laughs> made, and if that was even Chris Sieber doing the voice. And I was like, what would be yeah. a modern equivalent of that? with a little extra juice. And, and I was like, yeah, like we probably wouldn't get a full conquer sequel. Like, you know, this is conquer's other bad day. Uh, we wouldn't get that, but what would be a new conquer experience that would, would, you know, maybe not follow up on the story, but still be something wholly different than just bad fur day again. And I was like, get medieval if they if, if chris siever could revive that idea via gory detail his own studio with funding from xbox studios and you know partnership with rare that would actually be feasible i'm not saying in reality yeah, I, it's no. gonna happen but in in my wildest fantasies that could happen yeah no i i totally agree with this one fitting the parameters of being you know everything breaking our way Right. Right. Like, I, I've heard, I think Chris Eber has said before that, like, 
he doesn't feel like he could do like other other bad day at this point because you know Conqueror's Bad Fur Day was the product of a bunch of guy a bunch of young guys in like their twenties and early thirties sitting around and you know coming up with jokes and that so it, you know to try to do that now would just <laughs> when everybody's like older and nominally more mature would just lead to such a different kind of thing. But which I would be fine with yeah. like Conqueror's Midlife Crisis. That would be a great oh, yeah, game. Totally. That would be a fantastic <laughs> game. Uh, but. <laughs> Like, looking at where Rare is, where Chris Seaver is, outside of Rare, I think this would be the most plausible scenario where you could have him do a new Conquer game. Mm-hmm. In sort of the structure that, uh, you know, Xbox Studios would facilitate. So, obviously, Josh, both are huge wins for Rare and DKU fans. But as you might imagine, there are some grumbles from the commentariat after the show. Oh, a conquer can come back and and they can do all these allusions to Project Dream. But Banjo-Kazooie, that can't come back. We're never going to get a new Banjo game. Like pe- people are 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 <laughs> u- using this very very exciting Xbox and Bethesda game showcase. To, to basically be martyrs. Like, oh, Rare hates Banjo. Oh, oh, Banjo would have been better off with Nintendo. Oh, oh. That's the best way they sound. Like, they can't even be happy for the Conquer fans. They can't even be happy for, for those of us who play Sea of Thieves and have been wanting this connection to Captain Black Eye. They can't I mean, be happy uh, uh- for us. Appropriately, they they kind of sound like the garbled the garbled voices of Banjo Kazooie characters. <laughs> right. I think I was uh, <laughs> subconsciously pulling from that. So anyway, wow, wow. You know the the twenty five of us who are out there, we all sit around <laughs> that night in Mitchell's Spider Hotel, which is haunted, by the way. And you know it, it's it's a very elaborate setup because we need more than one microphone. It's I don't I don't even know. This is this is the most ludicrous setup we've ever had for the conversation but the panel of us the long table in the conference center we're all we're all set up we're all doing the conversation together 25 of us it's a mess but it goes for probably five hours because we all have a lot to say about xbox and bethesda and mostly those two things we don't really have much to say about anything else about the new forza it's got cars the the new forza is set on donkey kong island now, oh my god, this is it. <laughs> I feel like those are always the jokes uh, we, we make whenever we see stuff like that. Oh, oh, look, it's in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, yeah. As, as we try to, like, remain positive. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Cameron says, best E3, worst conversation. Well, luckily... <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, all we have to do Monday. So, so Josh, the Monday before E3, when you're out there, is kind of the calm before the storm, or it's like the eye of the hurricane, because you're right in the middle of the news cycle. Because, uh, so I think that's when Sony does their. I don't fucking know. I don't care. I don't pay attention to that. That's that's something what like Mitchell and everybody else will be watching while I'm off in the corner of the room doing something, or I don't know. But um, <laughs> I think I mean. Honestly, the video game industry would have been a lot better off if Sony had just kind of stayed out of it, I think. Oh, I I wouldn't go that far. I have no qualms with PlayStation. I just have no 
interest because there's really nothing there for me. I have all my needs facilitated, placated by Xbox and Nintendo and indie gaming. So it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a desire for PlayStation. I, I was just to just to be clear to everyone, I was not being I was I was being mostly facetious. Right, here. right, right. So, <laughs> so yeah, Monday we have to go down and get our uh, press badges. All all thirty of us have to hike down to the LACC, and you have to stand in the line and go into the media center, get your press badge. And there's always that bit of nervousness, like, what if they lost my information? What if my barcode doesn't scan? Am I am I not going to get into the show? Like. Never ha- never has happened once, but you're always concerned that there's going to be some sort of technical snafu and you've just, like, wasted your whole week and all that money and and for, for utter disappointment. So it's always, like, standing down the barrel of a gun waiting for them to, like, hand you your badge. You're like, all right, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Like, the con has worked. They think <laughs> I'm actually press. Oh, my God. <laughs> and all it cost me was all my personal information being leaked to the world. A small price to pay to go to E3, honestly. Yeah, I mean, honestly, right. So I, I got my got my badge. So we we study the lanyards, Mitchell. The the <laughs> lanyards. This is a vital part of the E3 tradition. Is the lanyards that your E3 badge come on? Because they are always provided by Nintendo, and they usually will provide a clue about what they're showing off the next day. And yeah, we. <laughs> We we have had things teased teased by lanyards before. So yes. just like so the, the the lanyard lore is very important here. Sometimes it's it's something that's well known, like it's gonna be at the show beforehand, like Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah, yeah, that's on the lanyard. Not not exciting, right? Not sexy. But sometimes there'll be things on there like Donkey Kong, and you're like, what 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 does this have to I think the the year Tropical Freeze was announced they had Donkey Kong on the lanyard. And it wasn't a that new That sounds re- right, yeah. It wasn't a new render. So a lot of people are just thinking, well, he's gonna be in a Mario something or other, big deal, big fucking deal, but they wouldn't put Donkey Kong on the lanyard if it was just a Mario something or other. They would have Mario on the lanyard. No, they were hinting at Tropical Freeze. Well, Donkey Kong's on the lanyard this year, Josh. And it's 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 his uh it, it's his what what render would be appropriate for i was gonna say it would be his donkey kong adventure render but i don't know if that would be like property of ubisoft so i was thinking i was thinking it would, it would actually be a a a new render or rather a remake of an old render it's on, on the front it's it's donkey kong facing forward on the back it's it's a remake of the of the <laughs> the classic render on the player's guide it's it's <laughs> He's he's on both sides of the lanyard. You see, <laughs> just his ass. Yeah, I I don't know if they would repurpose like an old rare render and and re-render it in the modern style. I was thinking it would be like an old Mario like cameo game render that they updated to reflect his current design, like his current nostril situation, and and nostril re- situation. you know because his nostril situation is always in flux, and. <laughs> Give him, give him some, some of the like current standard of fur shenanigans for his render models. So, like they've updated the Diddy renders, and and they've they've done a few for Donkey Kong. So that would be within reason. It would leave you leave you questioning, like, what is this? Is is this is this a new render for a new Donkey Kong game? This is just an updated Mario cameo game render. 
but it would be enough. And, and maybe Donkey Kong is not the only character on there. What what else would they show? I don't know. There's links on there or something. I don't fucking Breath of the Wild <laughs> too. I don't fucking care. But links. Let's just say links on one side, Donkey Kong's on the other. Okay. Let's just. Uh, say Hyle, it's, it's called. It's called the sequel to the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Oh, I'm sorry. I I haven't been up on the news, and I haven't had any <laughs> Nintendo Direct to to point me in the correct terminology for it and also every time a breath of the wild 2 trailer comes on i get up to focus on other things as documented in our banjo kazooie super smash brothers ultimate reactions video where you you saw me in real time say i don't care what this is and get up and mitchell said i hate you heil and that was a real genuine moment captured forever (laughs) on video so uh anyway so you know, we're buzzing that the Donkey Kong's on this lanyard. Uh, all, all 33 of us in attendance are just gossiping and, and one whisper. Like, is this going to be the year? Is this going to be the year? Are we going to see it? And, 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 you know, on social media, everybody's like Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong's trending. Hashtag Donkey Kong. It's trending on Twitter and DK Vine forum is gossiping. Everyone's, a, everyone knows about the lanyards. Well, it, it it's like, uh, the I will never forget the in the lead up to E3 2010 when rumors started breaking that Retro was doing Donkey Kong. And I remember just all these people who hadn't been on the forum in years started like turning back up and everybody just kind of fell into this like all night vigil of like talking <laughs> about the possibility that there's going to be a Donkey Kong game and Retro was going to be doing it. And it just just. Just, just excitement, like excitement in the air, the buzz. And I'm not talking about the Donkey Kong Country 3 enemy. I'm talking about the electricity in our veins. And, and so all Monday in, in the Los Angeles heat, we are just talking about the lanyard and making a game plan for the next day. It's going to be a restless night of sleep, my friends. But... Sleep we must because we will be doing very little of it over the next three days. Tuesday, 9 a.m. Eastern time or 9 a.m. Pacific time, excuse me, because Pacific time is the time zone we're in now. Uh, 12 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. BST, the Nintendo Direct is here. We all huddle around the hotel theater the 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 viewing room in mitchell's haunted hotel uh we we gather to watch well he, he he's worked it out so we can we can pull up uh youtube on the big monitor uh not at IMAX. this point maybe at this point maybe all 43 of we well, maybe all 43 of us decide to just go to like the hotel ballroom and like pull it up on a projector or something well that's that's what i'm saying like it, it's it's a ballroom but it's also a theater um, you, right, can okay. repurp- you know, you, you can move the seats out for the ballroom experience for the, the ballroom dancing, or you can, you know, gather in, I mean, they're not great seats, they're folding chairs, but we, we sit in and, um, we, we, we <laughs> wait for the Nintendo Direct, the, the very obnoxious Nintendo Direct styling of just the, you know, the hello, I am Nintendo whatever, you know, and just the very <laughs> stilted delivery, you know, maybe Doug Bowser will show up. Hi, I'm Doug Bowser. Just 
without any charisma. And, you know, they're, they're in a white void. And then there's a red screen. And you're just like, I hate this. I hate this. I wish, I wish they were back on stage and they were doing the very, very lame forced humor. I never thought I'd be nostalgic for that. The, the what, nondescript action figure of the fucking sucked, but I'll take it. I'll take it over the new Nintendo Directs. A new Animal Crossing is coming to mobile. Right? Yeah, like, I, I, it, it really, like, sucks the excitement out of the announcement. That's something that the, at least the Smash reveal trailers preserved is the, mm-hmm. the thrill of the announcement. And, and too often it's just so, like, we're going to tell you what this is and then we're going to talk over it. Like, there's no cinematic elements to their trailers anymore it's just all very perfunctory even even back in e3 I mean, sometimes 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 i think the met like for, for example the metroid dread trailer did a great job like preserving what it was I but i do know you mean that sometimes especially if i think if they if they if they think it's not going to be an announcement that people are going to be that hyped about then they will kind of just tease it or, or allude to it a little too much to where like the actual surprise loses its punch yeah, I, I feel like sometimes, like, you can see their flop sweat, and they're like, they're not buying this, we need to really, like, we need to upsell it as the trailer's going on, and it's great, <laughs> it's great, just, just let, let it play out, jeez. Anyway, we, we, we're, we're all clutching hands. I, another thing about that Banjo reaction video, if you go back and analyze it, Cameron and I started, it just, like, clutching our hands out of, like, giddiness, it just... We weren't, we weren't even thinking about it. Just like, oh, we need human contact right now. And yeah. so, so I, I, I picture like all 45 of us, there is a chain of arms. We're just all like sweaty palms. Like, come on, come on, give us Donkey Kong. All I care about is Donkey Kong. And they do give us Donkey Kong very early in the Nintendo mm-hmm. Direct. A new Mario versus Donkey Kong game is announced. <laughs> The trailer starts yeah! <laughs> So there, there's already murmurs, right? Like, oh, this is all we're going to get. This is what the lanyard was about. Oh, oh everything sucks. <laughs> oh, at least Captain Black Eyes and Seek of Thieves. At least we get getting medieval. At least we have Tukulele and Ukart Lele. Um, oh, Nintendo hates Donkey Kong. Punch, <laughs> punch myself in the genitals. The tra- Why? <laughs> oh, I, I do that sometimes. Oh, okay. It makes me feel things. So the trailer starts off no, that's fine. with what looks to be a classic Donkey Kong arcade style action sequence, complete with music. And before we know it's Mario versus Donkey Kong, we're thinking, oh no, the new Donkey Kong game is actually a Donkey Kong arcade revival. Our sources were way wrong on this. We see Mario climbing girders and jumping barrels, you know, boom. You know, you know, you know how it goes. How high can you get? Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to reach what's presumably Donkey Kong and Pauline. But when he gets to the top, the shadowy figure standing in the great ape's position turns around. It's Cranky Kong. The music switches to the modern version of the theme. From behind, the modern Donkey Kong gores Mario off the construction site with Rambi. <laughs> Rambi's, <laughs> Rambi's horn <laughs> is suddenly tethered by a tongue? And it's Yoshi being ridden by Luigi? Tisk tisk, says Luigi. <laughs> but then, 
Squawks flies up, hauling Diddy and Dixie, firing an egg at Luigi, knocking him off Yoshi. Diddy and Dixie high-five and chuckle. The mischievous little monkeys. But then, what's that helicopter noise? It's Bowser Jr. flying up in the Koopa clown car, beginning to fire cannonballs at the parrot and monkeys, shooting them down. Feathers! Astray everywhere. But then what? what is that smaller helicopter noise? Is that K. Roll flying up in his helicopter backpack? Blunderbussing Bowser Jr.? What is happening here? Both groups of characters regroup at the base of the construction site, because apparently falling off the construction site didn't kill any of them, and begin charging at each other as we see the actual gameplay. It's like Donkey Kong 94 or the original Mario vs. Donkey Kong, But you choose your path. You're either with the Mushroom Kingdom, or you're either with Donkey Kong Island. And that determines the antagonist and the puzzles you experience along the way. It's Mario versus Donkey Kong, Mushroom Kingdom v. Donkey Kong Island. Yeah, that's that is a really like that's basically taking the name Mario versus Donkey Kong. And doing the coolest possible extrapolation of what it could be. <laughs> right. Actually having Mario versus Donkey Kong and not just having Donkey Kong <clears throat> be the boss in a Mario game that's loosely structured <clears throat> after Donkey Kong 94. This is what I've always wanted Mario versus Donkey Kong to be. And if 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 I'm going to have the most plausible fantasy e3 where i get implausible things in a realistic way we're gonna have a mario versus donkey kong game in there that's gonna be part of the mix wouldn't be my first choice but it's gonna be in the mix but if it's going to be a fantasy e3 this is how i would want it to be this is what would excite me the most excite donkey kong fans by and large the most not you know including those of you who do love Mario versus Donkey Kong. Hi, Gibbon. I didn't forget you. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Mario versus Donkey Kong, Mushroom Kingdom, the Donkey Kong Island. And I will let your imaginations fill in the gaps of, of, of how it could work. You know, what levels you could have, what character pairings you could have. Like, I, I imagine it like if you're playing as Diddy Kong, it's Luigi at the top throwing obstacles at you or vice versa. You know, you're going to have these matchups of of Mario characters versus their closest Donkey Kong analog. Yeah, so like maybe there's there's like two different campaigns. Are are we were you thinking of it in more of like you choose which you choose which way you want to go or is it, or would it be determined by which character you play as? I, I I would imagine just like which side are you playing for and then Right, and right. So then maybe you play as different characters along the way representing that and you know with like with like some different gameplay elements and and different like stage gimmicks and puzzles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that that, that could be really really cool. So we're. I mean, just the concept. As, as soon as you started talking about like Luigi comes in on Yoshi and like attacks Rambi, and then and then more animal and like Squawks shows up. Like just the integration of like. Mario's like supporting cast and like like basically Mario's equivalent to Animal Buddies and Yoshi 
and the animal buddies all being in the same game together, like geez. Right, and that but, that would probably yeah, things never you can happen. Do with them. That would probably never happen. But again, fantasy E three slightly filtered through the parameters of reality. So we're, we're we're kind of excited about this. We're like, that looks really cool. Oh my god, I can't believe they're doing that. And then the worry sets in. Wait, is that the Donkey Kong announcement? Is this the biggest thing we're getting from Donkey Kong? Is that why he's on a lantern? Is it just going to be this and the sequel <laughs> to Breath of the Wild? Like, is, yeah, is, is, is like yeah, like is this like you said the the worry was there at first, but now it's back. It's like, is this the big game that we've been talking about? Yeah, yeah. So we we keep sitting through it. We're we're unsure i i guess the feeling we're having is uncertainty because maybe that's it maybe that's it. fire emblem is back again <laughs> oh yeah we're definitely gonna have fire emblem trailer but then <laughs> then <laughs> we see space and and we hear dun 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 our wings flying to view the, the the characters start talking to each other. It's like Fox McCloud, you know, this is this is this is Falco reporting in. This is Slippy. This is Peppy. <laughs> All systems go. Right. And then Crystal. What? Star Fox Armageddon. <laughs> the- <laughs> A full-on Star Fox series sequel following ambiguously Star Fox Command with Crystal on the team. This isn't just the Star Fox remake or Star Fox 64 remake or Star Fox Zero remake. No, this is a new adventure. I don't know who's developing it. I haven't thought out those details. (laughs) Somebody is obviously developing it. Uh, it's it's not it's not uh, Nintendo EPD. It's 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 an outside studio. Uh, if I could make a recommendation, I yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing Platinum take another crack at it. Sure, sure. But but here's the big hitch with this one: online multiplayer, so your friends can be Team Star Fox together on missions. Ooh. Online co-op Star Fox. Which is why Crystal is part of the team, so they can have more players, and and maybe maybe you can even have you know more characters like Cat Monroe, uh, in there to to flesh out like Bill, Bill, yeah, you could have maybe upwards of eight playable characters in in your your makeshift team in any one mission, uh, but yeah, Star Fox Armageddon, we're like that would be, I think. On par with Conquer during the Xbox and Bethesda showcase as something that would be completely unexpected, outrageously ludicrous, like just just completely bowls us over. We're left wondering how is this happening, but we're all on board with it instantly. I mean, had a had they managed to get a star a sequel to Star Fox sixty four out in nineteen ninety eight, that is definitely what it would have been called. <laughs> well, I was just looking at the naming convention of like Star Fox Adventure, Star Fox Assault, 
Star Fox Command, you know, but Star Fox Armageddon, you can call it whatever you want. I don't know. That was just a placeholder <laughs> name, but just something that says this is a new Star Fox game. We're not just going back into the past with this one. This isn't this isn't zero. This this isn't the same adventure retold. We are we are blazing ahead. We're forging ahead with Star Fox and we're fine-tuning it we're bringing something new to the table this isn't just the single player on rails experience this is something your whole stable of friends can play together this is something that if we were at e3 and there are 50 of us almost one-fifth of us could play together oh yeah (laughs) so we're we're already thinking uh cameron uh in the uh in the in the live stream says oh boy maybe i should have called in for this one uh cameron says star fox armada pick four characters from a pool of eight uh (laughs) your dialogue (laughs) and path changes based on who you choose for your playthrough i love it we're gonna go with that i yeah that 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 fits the the star the you know the traditional star fox formula too of like replayability coming from like the choices you make uh, within levels and and going to unique stages, yeah, I'm, really, really love that that kind of progression. I'm system. gonna go with Star Fox Armada. I love that name. That would fit what the game is. You've clearly thought about this in the past, Cameron. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're yeah, good, good call. Yep, yep. So congratulations, you have influenced the fantasy, the Wish Show, Cameron. It is now Star Fox Armada. So anyway, we're 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 pretty excited about that. I'm like, well, if that's all we get. That, that's a little disappointing that we didn't get a new Donkey Kong game like we all hoped. I mean, a new full Donkey Kong game. I know Mario vs. Donkey Kong Mushroom Kingdom be Donkey Kong Island is half of a Donkey Kong game, but... Yeah, you know. honestly, I feel, I feel like at this point, I would be the person who's like totally just... I, I'm already over the moon about this, and I'm yeah. kind of like, no, I mean, look, look we, we got pre-rendered animal buddies in a trailer. This is This is unprecedented. This is fine. Yeah, and we're getting a fourth game in no longer the Dinosaur Planet trilogy. It's the Dinosaur Planet Quadrology. Like, uh, all right, yeah. I mean, this is this is a pretty great E3. This is pretty legendary already. Even if it ended here, we we would still like be a little deflated, but we would have enough to buoy us for the rest of the week into the summer. For the rest of the year, yeah. Uh, counting, counting everything that's happened. So the very boring voice tells us that here's an update on some new titles coming to Nintendo Switch Online. We're just like, oh Christ! Oh, I don't want like get get to the new announcements, and and we see it fly by. Not not any attention paid to it, but we see it. Diddy Kong Racing. We see we see we see the classic game box in the lineup they they don't they don't reference it they they like they spend time talking about some other games that are coming they don't mention it but they say as well as these titles and then it just scrolls by yeah so, sort of the same thing that happened with banjo right and we're like holy shit was that diddy kong racy did we see that is that coming to nintendo switch online plus expansion pack it is it is diddy we're getting diddy kong racing on the n64 back it's going to be available to play legally again for the first time in 20 over 20 years holy shit holy shit holy shit 
we we would be making so much noise that the that the ghosts at the ha- at the haunted hotel would be scared of us. I I make a quick tweet where I just say uh, Didi Kong Racing because I because I have a typo. I'm trying to get it out so quick. I put the N before the G in Kong, so it's Didi Kong Racing exclamation mark. That's that's the tweet, and I tweet it, and I'm like, oh shit, there's a typo. But before I go to delete it, I have like a hundred retweets on it, so I can't really do touch it right. So uh, no, honestly, having a having a typo because you're that excited is just that that's just genuine. Yeah, I can. Just Although I guess the fact that you've already said that this is what this is what you'll do here in your fantasy E3 makes it a little less so. Well, maybe then in in reality, I would go to put the typo, but the typo would be spelling it correctly, and then nobody would be <laughs> the wiser. Ah, that's clever. It's, well, I, if, if it ever happens, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how it goes. See, I'm playing 40 chess. <laughs> so all right so okay it's not a new diddy kong racing but hey we're getting u-cart lately and, and we're getting the original diddy kong racing on nintendo switch online plus expansion pack that's pretty solid for us diddy kong racing fanatics and uh you know all 52 of us in the ballroom we're uh we're we're, we're cheering we're cheering uh and then we get a new trailer and it's Mario driving around in a go-kart. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's at Mario <laughs> Kart 9? Oh, I I mean, I mean, yeah, maybe. But uh, really? Like, do we need this? Mario Kart 9? Didn't they just add a bunch of new stages? Like, low-detail low stages for Mario Kart Tour in Mario Kart 8? deluxe like why do we need Mario yeah, Kart? I, and I mean, Mario, Mario Kart 8 itself is only eight years old. At this point, that's like... <laughs> yesterday from our perspective that's fine right that's a blink of an eye yeah but the game is not mario kart 9 i mean it is but they're not calling it that it's called mario kart team rally taking a concept from mario kart tour and spinning it off into a new console game the big new gimmick is that it's adding Custom team rallies in the game. Now, team rallies in Mario Kart Tour, they happen every couple of months. That's where you have, like, Bowser versus Donkey Kong or or Peach versus Daisy, that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. where, where all the, the roster is split into two. These characters are driving for this character. These characters are driving for that character. And... Mario Kart Team Rally will take that concept, allow you to have your own custom team rallies, and they're reintroducing a mode in the game. Well, actually, they're introducing a mode based on an old feature in Mario Kart. They're adding Double Dash mode. Double Dash mode. It's not going to be the complete focus of the game, but you can race in Double Dash mode where you can be on a team, in the team rally up to eight friends versus players around the world or ai i mean i don't know if i can like imagine double dash is a good game but like (laughs) okay i guess i guess it could happen double dash i will defend the concept of double dash even if the execution left me wanting as somebody who only played as donkey and diddy kong and refused to play as anybody else driving around in the DK Jumbo. I had a pretty miserable time with Double Dash. But I like the idea of 
co-op Mario Kart. I like, I love co-op in general as a Donkey Kong Country fan, but especially I love like this, this notion of two characters riding around on the same cart. And then you combine that with Mario Kart Tour's team rally concept, where it's not just potentially a team of two, it's a team of two and a team of two and a team of two and a team of two teaming up against others. That is like crack to me. That could be a very fun experience. And it, and it's taking something that they have been experimenting with in tour and spinning it off into a full console game, which is something I feel like they would do. I feel like tour is going to be a breeding ground for ideas. Whenever we do get a new Mario Kart game, you're going to see a lot of tour influence as is. So, like, since you would have a potential for up to eight characters on the same team they're gonna have to add a lot of characters to this josh i mean and they have a lot in tour so that works well i i'm not thinking they're gonna be adding in characters like luigi with the big sausage or you know everyone (laughs) else he's the only one really worth mentioning but definitely characters like dixie kong like bringing back funky kong hell bringing back diddy kong uh, maybe, maybe even you know, expanding the roster, bringing in Tiny Kong from Diddy Kong Racing DS and Donkey Kong Barrel Blast fame. Uh, Lanky Kong is a popular Kong. I'm so surprised after his like renaissance of of like popularity on the internet. I was gonna say a couple years ago, but I think it was more like six or seven years ago at this point. I am so surprised that they had that they didn't bring back Lanky Kong in any way. I, I think the problem is it just it, the renaissance of Lanky Kong happened like it coincided with Tropical Freeze's development, and then Donkey Kong entering that transitory purgatory of of jumping between development and and well for more on that, listen to the episode Josh and I did last year right before E three time, but. Yeah, I, I I could see Lanky Kong being dredged up for this. I could see Cranky Kong, obviously. Maybe even... Now, this, this, this is completely ludicrous. They wouldn't do it, and I'm not actually proposing it. But maybe even Crunch, you know, a character Nintendo does own from a That would game. be so cool. That would be cool <laughs> they wouldn't do it, because it's too cool. But, you know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I could see them definitely filling out the roster with a lot of Kongs that you wouldn't ordinarily see in Mario Kart. I feel like K rule would be a distinct possibility too, if if we're going this far with it. Yeah, I I could see that, but th- you know, this would even work. Like thinking about this concept, eight characters. This would even work with pre-established character sets already in Mario Kart. You got the seven Koopalines and Bowser Junior. Bam, there's your team. There's your team right there, right? Yeah. You you could have uh, the the plumbers and the princesses all together. It might be a team of eight. I haven't done done the numbers, like, but you know, it just you you could have fun mixing and matching, or you know, all of the babies. Honestly, what would happen in most of these situations <laughs> we, is pe- characters on like people playing together in co op would just pick their favorite characters, and there would be no thematic cohesion to it. I'd be the only one trying to keep everybody on the same page. Like, we all have to be Kongs. We all have to be Kongs, and then you all have to be uh, mushroom Mushroom Kingdom characters, or or or. Koopa characters, and they'd be like, "No, I I want to play as I don't, I don't fucking know." Uh, for, for for team for team baby, the monkey's Paul curls, pun intended, and we get baby Donkey Kong back and have to deal with that again. You know, whatever it'd be, it'd be a small price to pay that because <laughs> you know, you know, Donkey. I mean, 
baby Mario and all the baby characters are in it already. What's baby Donkey Kong to add to the, to the <laughs> mix? Fine. Fine. At least it's not baby Donkey Kong alongside baby Mario. Yeah. Um, I mean, happening at the same time, I guess it would be, but you know. <laughs> I mean, maybe you would have Donkey Kong Jr. SNES like that. Because they, they brought back Donkey Kong Jr. and Mario Kart Tour, but as a very obviously retro throwback, it, just in his SNES sprite uh, design, along with this Mario from the SNES. Maybe you would have indulgences like that, but I, I don't think they they would be going like further with it. Like, here is uh, here is uh, Astronaut Mario, or here is... Uh, Cat Bowser, or and they probably had Cat Bowser. They probably had all the cat and, characters. I don't know. And now this is going to be like a, a a repeat of what we saw in '97. I mean, depending on when this comes out, because it's going to be you know, same was Mario Kart '64 and Diddy Kong Racing releasing in in close proximity to each other, and inevitably being compared. The same thing will happen to this new Mario Kart and uh, U Kart Lely. Oh yeah, o- obviously. I thought about that. Obviously. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is this is this is this is this is exciting so far. Maybe, maybe we even saw a couple extra Kongs in that trailer. Like maybe we saw Dixie, maybe we saw Funky. You know, maybe Diddy. Maybe just enough to assure us that it would be more than just Donkey Kong in this one. All right. Wait, were they were they riding a, a car themed after Taj? <laughs> And then we get another trailer, obviously. But this one, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I haven't even conceived how this would start. I just have the idea. Um, it, it would start in that very, I, I like the, the tropical freeze trailer. I remember when it when it started, you saw the plane crashing down, right? And then Donkey Kong mm-hmm. jumped out of the plane. I would imagine it would start in a similar fashion where you see this scene, you hear music that seems familiar, but you can't quite place it. And then Donkey Kong jumps out and you're like, oh my God, it's Donkey Kong. What we're getting is a new 2D Donkey Kong Country game styled after Returns in Tropical Freeze, developer TBD. Because I I don't know I would I would want to say Monster Games but they're owned by someone else now I think making NASCAR games so so it probably wouldn't be Monster. Anyway, the premise, Josh. K. Rule teaming up with the Kongs as a playable character as they take Ooh. out a common enemy. Maybe it's the Tiki Tap Tribe again. Maybe it's the Snowmads. Probably a new tribe of enemies. And K. Rule is wearing a Kong costume. Much like we thought, we theorized, back when Tropical Freeze was uh, in the pre-release period. And they were teasing that there was going to be a fourth playable Kong. And they were being very, like, it was, it was a secret. Who's going to be the fourth playable Kong? And, and like, well, it's, if it's a secret, it has to be a big deal. And we stumbled upon the idea that it was going to be K. Rule in a, in a monkey or a gorilla costume. Um, and that would be K. Rule's new persona is he would be cosplaying as a Kong. And, of course, it turned out to be cranky, which was cool in its own right, but wasn't K. Rule. 
King Kong rule, but not that King Kong in parentheses. That, that's his full name. <laughs> the full name of this persona. And, you know, maybe in a very un-Nintendo-like move, this trailer would be set to a classic pop song. Um, I, I, in, in my head, it's Nick Lowe's Cruel to be Kind, because that would be just so apropos for a trailer that revealed K. Rule teaming up with the Kongs. But yes, uh, I don't know what you call this. Donkey Kong Country Strange Bedfellows. That's 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 <laughs> shit. But you know, generally, that's... well, no, that's the name of the that's the name of the Crash Bandicoot Donkey Kong crossover. <laughs> right, deep say, deep cut there. Say, My God, but if you say, got that one, well done. Say, yeah, same principle essentially. <laughs> I mean, uh, so yeah, a, a th- retro style Donkey Kong Country game completing the trilogy at long last. We're, some people in in our uh, auditorium, our ballroom of 64, are groaning because we're like, oh, it's just another 2D Donkey Kong game. We were hoping for a 3D game, Amy. Or, oh, I don't like that K. Rule is playable. I wanted K. Rule to be the antagonist. This just flanderizes K. Rule and, and takes away his oomph, right? So you get some of that, obviously. There's always going to be some... Uh, there's always I mean, some, in, some in, inevitably, yeah, inevitably, there's at always... this point, the ballroom comprises a small, you know, enough people to fill up a, a, a small community. So, right. I mean, you you pull us, you would have to get, you know, a, a large polling firm in there to really get our opinion. But I, I think that by and large, we're happy with it. There's just some concern with I don't like where this takes K. Rule. I'm glad K. Rule's in it. Obviously, I'm glad you, I'm, YouTubers are already making thumbnails where they're enraged that it's a 2D game. Right. With that. Because they wanted a 3D game. They, they add like bulging eyes coming out of Donkey Kong and a red arrow pointing to nothing. And, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And a circle. You have to circle something. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I, 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 I'm like, all right, this is what the lanyard was. I'm ready for this direct to be over. I have to go do like a million news stories for DK Vine. Uh, we, we have to get ready to go to the, the show, uh, the, the LACC. We have to get in line. Like, I'm ready for this to be over. I don't care about Breath of the Wild or whatever. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I'm like already getting up. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to leave. And, but then immediately following that trailer, Oh my god, here it is, Josh. Fake out. It was a fake out. And maybe they're going to say, like, and if you like Donkey Kong, watch this. You know, they'll do See, I have no idea where this is going, but in my imagination, one trailer, like, there's probably some way that one trailer could just sort of flow naturally into the next one. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking there there's a way to do that, and it's a way Nintendo would not do because they would have to come back up in the white void and they would be like, wow, that sure was exciting. <laughs> but you would also have to make, make it clear, I guess that like, these are two separate projects. This isn't still the same trailer. Right. Exactly. So, so there would be that little, uh, intermission where, where they would be like, you know, making chit chat. And then, and, and, you know, if that made you go ape, I was also I was also searching for a for a, a a lame pun of some kind. Right. Did that make you go bananas? Wait there till you, you see this. <laughs> and so I'm already like going up the uh the aisle. 
I, I, I'm leaving the ballroom. I'm like, all right, all right, bye, everyone. Have fun watching the rest <laughs> of it. I've got to go do work. And then, and then, I'm like, my back is to this. And then when they say, you know, wow, that gave you some a case of monkeypox. You'll you'll want to get to the CDC before you see this. And then I turn around and I'm like, what? Like, is is this anything, or is this just a really like awkward segue into another game and uh, another Fire Emblem or something? No, here it is, Josh. The big Donkey Kong game, the one we have been waiting for, developed by Nintendo EPD. Call it Donkey Kong World, for lack of a better term. I don't care. I don't care what it's called. A full no. That's a that's a. I love the name. Yeah, a full 3D adventure, multiple playable Kongs. Once again, co-op, essential co-op uh structured obviously very different from Donkey Kong 64 uh a l- little bit more digestible than Donkey Kong 64 it's not Donkey Kong 64 too it's not that but yes it's it's we- Kongs versus Kremlins in a 3D environment and we have the ability to render like a full jungle now, so we don't need propeller vines either. Although I, I think I would ultimately like it if there was still at least one somewhere in the game. The uh, Hella vines from Donkey Kong Hella vines, yeah, did come <laughs> back in Donkey Kong Adventure, so there is precedent, recent precedent for Hella vines. So ah, see, I, I didn't know. I still have not made it through the Mario. Mario and Rabbit's tutorial as it turns <laughs> out I can I cannot stand to play <laughs> to like real time strategy games at all. It's uh it's it's hard to get past the tutorial. Once you get past it, you might find a groove after that. It's 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 it's, it's a bit of a challenge though, I will admit, but but once once you actually start playing it, it gets fun. Anyway. But but anyway. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. What's here is that Donkey Kong World has been announced. Donkey Kong World, and, and it's Donkey Kong, it's Diddy Kong, it's Dixie Kong, maybe it's Cranky Kong, I, I don't know. But, you know, you, you, you ima- imagine a 3D Donkey Kong game made by Nintendo EPD with, with modern technology and know-how. It's not just we're throwing up our hands and we're making Banjo-Kazooie, but bigger. It's got, it's got a clear mission statement, a clear directive and for, for the record, I have not heard anything about what the EPD, the alleged EPD game, is actually going to be. So when I'm speculating that it's a 3D Donkey Kong game, this is just my fantasy E3. This isn't me telling you, this is this is what I heard, it's a 3D Donkey Kong I'm spilling sure, sure. No, it's it's not that. It's not that. But, like, I just just imagine a trailer where Donkey Kong is, like, swinging on vines in 3D, jump, jumping from vine to vine, you know, um, running through the jungle... Just just all the action of Donkey Kong Country translated into a workable 3D space. Uh, fast, yeah, kind of what I Kind of what I imagine is something that, like... Because, um... Correct me if I'm wrong, isn't this the same team whose previous game would have been Mario Odyssey for most of them? Well, when we say team, it's, it's worth pointing out that Nintendo EPD is comprised of several teams. Sure. So there might, but be, what we, pe- there might be people who worked on Odyssey on this team, but it might be a completely new team made up just to work on Donkey Kong games. Sure, but we, we you know, assuming whether there's connective tissue there or not, what I always kind of imagine, because in Mario Odyssey, 
one of the things that that game does really well and that most Mario games do, do really well is making sure that the way and most Donkey Kong Country games actually know all Donkey Kong Country games do really well is just ensuring that the core gameplay, like the movement of the character and the abilities of the character are really, really strong and really kinetic and just just like moving moving through the game world is inherently fun in and of itself. So when I think of a 3D Donkey Kong game, sort of what I imagine is something that like splits the difference between like I guess the Mario Odyssey style, you know, explore exploring a 3D world, like going different places, um finding and uncovering secrets as well as the more Donkey Kong Country, like, 2D game style of being these really, like, kinetic games with, like, where, you know, the, the the sort of rhythmic action where things are set up in such a way that you can move through it, through things very quickly if you, like, know where everything is. Yeah. And I'm not sure how exactly you do that, but I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is, like, as you move through the world... There should be like uh like elements of like linear game design set up. Like I th- here's 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 a like an example. Like Donkey Kong sixty four infamously had all of those caves separating different areas. Um, <laughs> that, that, now, imagine that, if get, get, no, no, go no, ahead. no 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 call them the proper names. Those those long tunnels with the swinging lanterns. Yes, <laughs> I think just about every level had had some element of that, right. and understandably so, given the technology they were working sure. with. But imagine if those tunnels actually had like platforming challenges in them, yeah, and like because you get the banana ports once you once you like make it to the other side anyway, so it's not like you'd ha- you'd have to do it again. But like you know, uh, sort of imagining like a kinetic forward momentum type uh, gameplay system. Where, you know, you're, like, rolling off the edge of platforms and jumping on Kremlings and, and stuff like that. Roll jumping, I think, would play a big part in it, you know. Absolutely. And, and like I said, vine swinging and just, just like, constant forward momentum. You can, like, stop and explore, but just, like, in Donkey Kong Country, but just, just imagine that, but in a 3D environment digestible three like i don't think you would have sprawling worlds maybe i i don't know there it wouldn't be completely linear either i'm not thinking like crash bandicoot there has to be a middle ground and i I, this is why i'm not a game designer because i don't know how to do it i just know it would be cool to see if there was any executable way to do it that's what that's what i would like but anyway at this point all, all 75 of us in the ballroom, we're screaming. We can't even hear the trailer at this point. I, <laughs> by, by the way, I'm in the aisle, right? <clears throat> at this point, I, I'm down to my boxers, and I'm just I'm <laughs> probably possessed by some sort of demonic entity residing in Mitchell's Spider Hotel. I, I am, like, speaking in tongues. I, I'm, I'm probably vomiting, and I don't even care, and, and everybody's like... <laughs> The few of you who are looking at me are laughing at, you know, me losing control of my body and, and probably my bowels. But it, it's, it doesn't matter. Every, every, like, the, oh, my God, this is happening. This is happening. I mean, you, you would not be alone. It smells terrible in the ballroom at this point. <laughs> uh, but, but we don't care. Yeah. So, so the big logo comes up, Donkey Kong World. And then, you know, 
there might be some sort of element of voiceover at this point where they're, you know, they're like Donkey Kong world lands this November. And then, and then there's like this, this quiet moment and everything fades to black. And then it comes back up and we see the playable Kongs surrounded by Kremlings. And and maybe there is like this, this on-screen dialogue text, however they convey it in game and and it's it's Donkey Kong's like we need more help. Does anyone have Lanky's number or or something like that? You know, <laughs> and cut to a shadowy figure drops down in the middle of the fight. They land in a hero pose, a la Iron Man. Josh, it's Banjo and Kazooie. That's right. Banjo. Got my, okay. Kyle, the problem here is you are already possessed. You are already vomiting. You are already shitting. You are already like down to your boxers in the aisle, losing your mind. How are you going to survive this? Have you considered that? Uh, I'm going to lose my voice. This is going to be the E3 where I lose my voice from the screaming. But, but no, Banjo and Kazooie are unlockable paid DLC characters. In Donkey Kong World. Turns out, Xbox Studios and Rare hatched this idea when they were discussing Smash. Nintendo loved this idea. Xbox, who has no plans for a Banjo-Kazooie game at the moment, despite rumors. I, I mean, in my fantasy. They loved it. They were like, this is a perfect way to keep the Banjo brand alive for the time being. Fans will love it. And it's happening. Banjo and Kazooie can be playable in Donkey Kong World as paid DLC. So, Josh, at this point, I I, I think, like, half of us in the ballroom have, have passed out. And, and the other half, half yeah. are, like, trying to resuscitate. Luckily, among the 80-plus of us, there has to be somebody there with some medical training rudimentary medical training so we're all revived everyone gets back into good health we hit up the continental breakfast in mitchell spider hotel uh which <laughs> by the way uh doesn't have much webbing over it we we get some protein in us we we drink some water some juice we we, we recharge uh at, at this point i feel bad for whoever has to clean that ballroom what's well, mitchell uh, but, oh, okay. but <laughs> Mitchell won't have to do it until after E3 is over. So, so whatever. We're going to close, we're going to seal, up, we're going to seal up the ballroom at that point because we don't need to use it because the, the, the big presentations are over with Nintendo Direct. Once we're done eating, we have to walk over to the LACC, which is just a couple blocks away. And, uh, and we have to get in line. And, I mean, obviously I have to, like, quickly update DK Vine. And, unfortunately, all the DK Vine staffers are in attendance. So nobody can sit at home and do the news stories. So it's very precarious. Like, we're quickly shouting, barking orders before we leave. Like, quick, all right, I I need you to do this news story. I need you to do this news story. I need to, like, you handle social media. But whatever, like, we're, we're giddy. Doesn't matter. Everything is golden right now, Josh. We got two new Donkey Kong games, a 2D platformer, Donkey Kong Country style, a 3D platformer. We got a Mario <laughs> versus Donkey Kong game. We got a Mario Kart game that's bringing back Kongs. We got a new Star Fox game. 
Star Fox Armada. This is this is this is this is this is crazy. This this is an E3 we will never forget. You've already been tweeted several hundred times by people who are very angry that Banjo and Donkey Kong seem to be intermingling. <laughs> right. Yes, yes. Uh, but we've already got people moving the goalposts. This does not mean they're part of a shared universe. No, <laughs> no, this doesn't mean anything. This is... <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. People always find a way to move those goalposts. Um, of course. Just like when Donkey Kong Adventure confirmed that Donkey Kong Island was in a separate dimension from the Mushroom Kingdom. Don't worry, people have found a way to rationalize that. It doesn't mean DK Vine's been correct all these years. <laughs> so the show... But yeah, so... so like, honestly, I... Again, at this point... The, the one thing that, that I'll say is that I feel like having... And, and this is not... Of course, this is, like, exactly what I want of, like, holy shit. I feel like the most unrealistic thing about this, even in the, even in our best-case scenario situation, is the idea that we would get two Donkey Kong platformers at the same time. Not that it couldn't happen, but I feel like that's not really Nintendo's sort of MO most of the time with anything other than, like, Mario. It's usually not. But It's usually not. But... but 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 in in our fantasy world because this has happened like we we finally get to experience what say like hardcore fire emblem fans feel when people <laughs> complain that there's too, that there's too much fire emblem representation in smash yeah we because people are like why is donkey kong getting so many games and oh. it's just Oh, it's nice. Here's the glorious thing about being at E3, Josh, is you don't have to read sites like Kotaku. You don't you don't see their headlines. You live in the E3 bubble, which I've talked about. When you're in E3 bubble, all the negativity doesn't reach you. You just have the exuberance of being at the show and experiencing the announcements. So it doesn't it doesn't really fucking matter. It doesn't matter about the negativity. And here's the thing. Ordinarily, I would agree that two Donkey Kong platformers is unrealistic, and it's breaking my cardinal rule at the beginning of this, but Nintendo is doing this. They're strategically timing this to maximize the impact of the Donkey Kong brand to reassert itself before the theme park opens, before the Donkey mm. Kong movie. They they want to establish that Donkey Kong is a top-tier, heavy-hitter Nintendo franchise, so they're going all-in. Okay, you know that's a that is a legitimately fantastic justification. And and I mean, it's not like we haven't had multiple Donkey Kong games at an E3 before. Even post mm-hmm. Rare, I mentioned E3 2004, and while that was a bit different, in that yes, there was just one Donkey Kong platformer. There was a a rhythm bongo game, and there was uh, the, the pegging king king of swing but well and there was the remake of dkc2 remake of dkc2 and and technically there were two platformers you know in this era where you don't have a separate nintendo platform like a 3ds to Mm -hmm. to like uh spread out the love it is more implausible i will grant you to have two on the switch at the same time but under this specific scenario where they do want to reestablish donkey kong asap i feel like that's perfectly justifiable for this so if i can if if i can insert my own my own fantasy booking for a second here sure i think if we're going to do both a 2d and a 3d game i think that 
it's more likely because then what made me think of this was you comparing like how you know you could get a dba a dba platformer and a gamecube platformer at the same time and of course we're not going to get you know with only with nintendo only having one console that's the way it's going to work now that being the case i feel like the 2d platformer needs to if if we're getting a 3d one as well alongside of it it needs to be a little bit more of a i don't want to say a budget game but a little bit of a cheaper um development cycle i guess uh-huh. so given that and that this this would this would be a, a huge like I, this is one of those things that i often think about what I, what i am what i'm imagining is a sequel slash spiritual successor to the original Donkey Kong Country trilogy that actually plays and even looks more like they more like those games did than the uh, Retro Studios games. Not not throwing any shade whatsoever about the, at the Retro Studios games. I love those titles, but I'm imagining like a game not built in a 3D engine, but still but using the, like like pre-rendered assets in like full HD like full HD resolution, like basically just an incredibly, incredibly beautiful 2d game. Hmm. Yeah. In in, in a 2d engine, to be clear. It's just hard for me to imagine Nintendo, like no pun intended, aping the style of of rares games. I don't like, we talk about Nintendo's MO. Saying it would look, yeah, I'm not saying it would look just like them. Right. But something, something that would evoke the mood of them, um, rather, rather than the retro games, because in, in equally in my head, like the Donkey Kong World game is going is going to like feel and look more like the Retro Studios games do. Sure, maybe a little bit more lush. Like I, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. dynamic lighting, and maybe that's because I can't think of 3D Donkey Kong without <laughs> swinging lanterns. <laughs> we're, we're releasing a, a Nintendo Switch expansion pack, not <laughs> not the one that you not the one that costs fifty dollars a year. No, <laughs> a, a hardware peripheral add on. Right. They're like, oh, they're announcing the Switch too? No, no, no. This is something you just have to insert into the Switch to give it more power. Just for the lanterns. And it, it, and it sticks out it sticks out of the cartridge slot. <laughs> well, it's funny you brought up a budget Donkey Kong game. Because I mm-hmm. I was thinking that too. And I was thinking back to E3 2004 and how the news of mobile titles in the dku reached us in the middle of the show just kind of a press release just just dropped in the middle so i was thinking think we we go down to e3 right it, it's it's mm-hmm. the show opens uh the first day of e3 it's it's kind of like a half day because you you lose a couple hours in the morning when nintendo has their direct so so it's just kind of the introductory you're getting your feet wet in e3 and, and we're, we're we want to play the playable Donkey Kong games at the Nintendo thing, and you have to get your ticket to go into Nintendo, and it's this whole thing, and you you queue up, and it's like an amusement park. There's no intimacy there, um, but but we're excited to do it. And we we obviously like there there. Luckily, there's a hundred of us, so one of us, you know, <laughs> one somebody has a video camera and records me and some of the others playing the Donkey Kong game. So we got a lot of good footage. <laughs> video. <laughs> Okay, so do you know you said earlier that at E three you're in the E three bubble, you're you're isolated from the outside world. Do does nobody have a smartphone in in our fantasy land? Because honestly, I can see why that would be a fantasy land. <laughs> see, the thing is, uh, like sometimes you want to have a separate video 
camera for recording stuff because it just makes editing easier than just relying mm-hmm. on your smartphone. Just my so, but 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 sure. Is it at this point there there. Like, like you said, there are at least a hundred of us, so sure, somebody has brought a video camera. And we can get multiple angles that way, because, you know, you can use your smartphone. Ooh, that's true, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, uh, you know, we, we hop on over to uh, the Microsoft Theater, where uh, Xbox is set up, and, you know, we, we stake out Rare, and we excitedly talk about, you know, Captain Black Eye's glory, and unfortunately, Conquer getting medieval is not playable at the show, and uh, we, we, Chris Siever isn't there, but... Uh, we occasionally see the trailer again in the uh, the like display monitors, and we always stop to watch it. We're like, ah, yeah, conquer, yeah. Um, <laughs> but in the middle of the day, it's announced quietly in a press release by Nintendo on their website uh, of some upcoming mobile titles they have planned, including, and we don't get any screenshots, we don't get any real information on this. Something labeled DK King of Swing Mobile. Ooh. We don't know if it's Payon. We don't know if it's just a, a, a remake of the original King of Swing or if it's a new game. And you know what? I'm not going to explain it here because in this Fantasy E3, we won't have all the answers. All we know is we're getting <laughs> something called DK King of Swing Mobile. Exciting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe maybe DK King of Swing returns mobile. Mm. I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, it's been a similar length of time now since DK King of Swing as was between DKC Returns and D- or DKC and DKC Returns. So, you know, the, the, those 20 year nostalgia cycles work in mysterious ways, but consistent <laughs> ways. But we don't know anything about that, but it's just we like we see it in the middle of the day. Somebody on their smartphone who's not recording, you know, the other 120 of us playing games see, sees it come we up. Have, we have our smartphones, but all the cameras sorted out because of just the, the – because of the hauntings right. at the hotel. <laughs> right, right. We go back to look at our footage, and it's just – uh, a, a little girl drowning, screaming. <laughs> 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 uh yeah so you you think that's where the story would end we we have like two more days of the show floor you know maybe we hear some industry scuttlebug maybe dave throat approaches one of us with some hot scoops maybe something like that happens but all i have in my outline as for sure what would happen is in the middle of the show let's say on wednesday e3 wednesday it's revealed that Ucart Lely, remember that? Ucart mm-hmm. Lely will have console exclusive guest characters. So on uh, on Steam, you can play as Beebs from Platonic Friends Demon Turf. Exciting for for those who uh enjoy Demon Turf and especially its DKU connections. On Xbox, you guessed it. Banjo and Kazooie will be playable in Ucart Lele. Oh my god, oh my Banjo god. and Kazooie are getting around this E3. And everybody was complaining on Sunday about the lack of a Banjo Kazooie game. Pishaw. Pishaw. This is a great E3 for Banjo Kazooie fans, except for those who refuse to acknowledge that they exist in a shared universe with Donkey Kong. And on the Switch. Who's that? Oh yes, that's right. Diddy Kong is playable 
in Ucart Lele on the Switch. And on and on the PlayStation, that's right, he's covered in baby powder. It's the <laughs> god of war. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, it would be worth it just to see him race around in Kartos. <laughs> yes, it would be. <laughs> so you know what? I will allow that. I will allow He's that. got his big meaty legs sticking out of the cart. <laughs> No, I can just picture him. Imagine imagine him rendered in, like, a platonic, cartoony art style, but just with, like, a really, like, like the same scowl and just... <laughs> oh, no, no. I was imagining that they would just use his model directly from the game's oh, okay. unaltered. okay. Yeah, yeah. That works. <laughs> I, I think at that point, the juxtaposition would be part of the joke. That that I would be fine. You know what? Let you cart Lele come to the PlayStation. That I would buy yeah. a PlayStation just for that. <laughs> Just so you can say that you played through adventure mode with every possible character. Exactly, exactly. So that's the E3, and then Thursday rolls around, and luckily only you know thirty of us have gotten the convention flu because you know we've 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 been careful. I don't know the state of COVID in this fantasy world where we get three and a half Donkey Kong games announced. Uh, oh, COVID, I, I, COVID has COVID has been totally eradicated okay. years before this. All right, so so this is just your run of the mill convention flu. Only thirty out of the hundred and fifty of us have actually gotten sick, which was pretty good. I did lose my actually voice. that bad. I did lose my voice uh, from screaming and pissing and shitting myself in the aisle of the ballroom of Mitchell's Haunted Spider Hotel. I did lose my voice, so the conversations were really difficult after that. But luckily, with you know, 150 of us, we were never left wanting for people chiming up. And I was able to communicate in horse stomps, you know, like, hey, Heil, uh, stomp three times if you'd really like that Banjo-Kazooie reveal in the Donkey Kong World trailer. And I would go. <laughs> so again, that was and a then when terrible you get, conversation, when, but. Well, when you get home and recover, you can then go back and re-record all of your lines. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then insert them seamlessly into the episode, as you have done at least on at least two occasions that I know of. Uh, you know, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about the <laughs> extensive post-production that sometimes goes into the conversation. The meticulous attention to detail and quality that I strive for. But... I, I mean, look, I totally get that as somebody who makes content as well. It's like... Every single thing I do takes, bare minimum, about four times longer than my most generous estimate. Now, hold on. Phoenix Lord in the live stream. But by the way, Phoenix Lord is at E3 with us, as I mentioned. One of the 164 in attendance. And was observing, apparently. Says, Mitchell gets a rock-climbing wall rematch against Hyle, this time wearing shorts. I don't know why there would be a rock wall at this E3, because there's no Mario and Sonic at the Olympics game coming out. I mean, that's just silly. That's just <laughs> well, silly. we take it we take we take it as an indication of a hint toward what this mobile pegging game might be about. I yeah, I guess there's just a nondescript walk rock wall, and we're like, let's climb it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, th- Thursday rolls around. We're all bleary and tired, but we're just over the moon. This has been an E3 for the ages. The ages. Yeah, there, there is so, – somebody raises the topic, does this – is this better than E3 2001? And immediately everyone knows that yes. 
Yeah, I, I think that might be contentious among the Donkey Kong Racing diehards, but I think most of us would agree that this, this E3 can't be topped. And, you know, the Thursday, before I leave for the airport, well, you know, as is usually tradition with the EK Vine, we, we make one pass back with Rare at the Microsoft Theater. And uh, I see Craig Duncan, studio head of Rare, he pulls me aside and he says, hey, hey, I'll come here and I apologize because like, I can't talk, I lost my voice. And he's like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. It's like, you take care of yourself? You, you drink a lot of water? Because he asked me that. It's really weird. He does, he does check in on me because he knows I work myself too hard at E3. He's like, let me show you something. And he, and he, he pulls me aside. He pulls out his phone. And uh, he pulls up a screen. And he pulls up adoption, adoption papers. No. He's going to adopt you. No, no, no. It, it, it's fine. I can, I, I'm self-sufficient at my age. I can, <laughs> I can take care of myself. But he shows me a screenshot of, 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 of Sea of Thieves, of something they're working on. They're cooking up. That's right. TT is coming to see if these. I lied. <laughs> I lied. They didn't announce it because why would they announce something so silly, so frivolous? But Craig Duncan, because <laughs> he knows how much I want it, and he said I personally fought for it. This, this. I mean, <laughs> I fought for I, it. Th- honestly, this goes he's out of the studio and he fought. I, but no, I, I. That makes sense. I can see him saying. I that. mean, he's like you know, this goes against my every instinct for the game. Personally, it just just counter to to the type of game and the type of uh, image I want Rare to cultivate in 2022 but you know what you're worth it you were worth it and you know what i'm gonna put tt and sea of thieves just for you so he's like just don't tell anyone it's secret it's a secret uh we're, we're, we're not going to be revealing this for some time uh show is loaded as is you know but Sure. Just, just. <laughs> I mean, your, your I mean, own... imagine the headlines—the headlines that would come out if they had revealed it. Yeah, K- Kotaku would be uh, eating some shit there, where they were like, oh, <laughs> "Guess we were wrong. This was a great E3. Donkey Kong be damned. We're getting TT and Sea of Thieves." No, but that's uh, that, that that's that that would be the headline. Yeah. Yeah, Craig Duncan just wanted me to have a nice flight home, and honestly, <laughs> at that point, I wouldn't even need a plane. I would just be carried by the winds of my own exuberance. And I would be able to fly <laughs> across the continent back to the East Coast. So, Josh, so I... <laughs> how, how do how do we get to this reality now? Now that we've established what it is, we've dreamed it. Yeah. But how do we do it? You know, I think dreaming is nine tenths of, of getting there. <laughs> I think you just have to will it into existence. And now that it's out there. That, that, that's what this book called The Secret told me. Yeah, no, and, and it sold how many copies? And must be doing something, right? For real, for real. They, they, they dreamed that they would sell millions and millions of copies of the book, and they did it. So you're going to tell me it's wrong? No. I mean, it worked for Ryback. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I know the reference. I don't know what it means. <laughs> It's, it'll make sense to somebody. It would. It would not be interesting to explain. It. Wasn't he released like a long time ago? It worked for Ryback for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we're we're gonna Ryback this into existence, Josh. <laughs> that is what we're going to do. And I don't know how to end this, and then just like drop everyone back into the cold, depressing reality that is reality. So. All I'll say is, yeah, maybe we aren't getting U-Cart lately with all the console-exclusive characters. Maybe we aren't getting DK King of Swing Mobile. Maybe we aren't getting Donkey Kong World. At least not yet. Probably not with Banjo and Kazooie. 
We're not going to get Donkey Kong Country Key Party or whatever the hell I called it. We're not going to get Mario Kart Team Rally. We're not going to get Diddy Kong Racing on Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. Star Fox Armada is but a pipe dream. Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Mushroom Kingdom beat Donkey Kong Island. That's rubbish. That's never happening. Conquer. Getting medieval. No. No. Lost to time. Sea of Thieves, Captain Black Eyes, Glory, maybe one day. I, I'm that th- that I could see. It's not happening this year, for sure. Hmm. Uh, I don't know, Tukulele? Probably happening. I don't know when they're going to announce it. Not this summer, probably. Probably past that point. <sighs> but, Killer Instinct 2013, maybe DKU. This has been a File 2 production. Qué rico.